This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, all right, all right. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Are you all right? I hope you're all right, because you've landed... Whether you've intended to or not, I I hope you did. You clicked on the title, you big goof. What are you doing if you didn't mean to click on the title? Look at you with your fat fingers tapping all over your phone screen. What's up? My name's Russ. I will be Russ, may I'm OS Russ, and, and that's who I will be for the remainder of this Right Yeah podcast episode. Now, who I might be after it, I don't know. That's That's for me and my wife to decide when we decide upon that thing. It's our own life. Anyway. Hi, I'm happy to be with you again in this 181st episode of the world-famous, internationally known Dapper Dividends podcast. You didn't get to hear Joe Rogan or Arnold Schwarzenegger. I put them to bed. Put that The grand finale was the last episode. Did away with them. Put them down. Why well, didn't put them down? Jesus, that sounded dark. That went dark quick. We don't want to be dark here. We want to be thankful to you and motivating to you and talking some dividend stocks and being appreciative of the fact that you're allowing me to come in your ear holes for about 30 minutes. We really do appreciate that around these parts here. What are these parts? Well, it's the downstairs area where I'm talking to you from. That's these parts. (laughs) Not the nether parts, but the parts here. Anyways, I got 20, I got, I have There's that wonderful Cook County education that I was brought up in. I have about 25 stocks. Some are dividend stocks, but this is from a Barron's article I happened to come across. And I thought, you know what? Everybody's talking about AI. So let's just throw it at you. And I'll have the, in the the description, in the show notes below, sound a little, uh, um, who was that guy? Do you remember that comedian? The da, 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 Carlos Mencia, I think. Anyways, <laughs> um, he uh, threw me off my train of thought. That's a name I haven't thought of in many years. But yeah, I mean, companies potentially to invest in for AI. Cool Barron's article. A little bit of dividend news. But First, I want to tell you, you know what? I want to be a little bit real with you for a second. And I don't know who you are, but you're listening to the the dulcet sounds of my voice right now. And I read a lot. I read a lot of philosophy. You know me. I love my daily stoic. It gives me a lot to think about. And as, okay, put it this way. And I've told you before that when I do this podcast, <clears throat> and I do my my a lot of things on social media. I look at it as like an amp. I play guitar on an amp, and you t- like Spinal Tap. Turn it to eleven. What doesn't go to eleven? Turn it to eleven. I said. So I do that with my my character, my demeanor. <clears throat> By the way, I'm also getting over being sick, so I hope my voice holds out. Yes, sick again from my 15 year old daughter, who is now out of freshman year in high school, and I can't blame her. Maybe it would be different if she was in a room concocting bacterial 
platters and things trying to infuse it into my food while I'm eating, but we love her around here and she's not doing those things. But anyways, I turned my character to 11 and uh, just to spice things up a little bit and make things a little bit interesting. But uh, honestly, we're going to Ireland and this is a Wednesday night that I'm recording this, by the way, because my youngest daughter will be graduating eighth grade tomorrow. So as you hear these words coming out of my mouth, this is the last night that I will be the parent of an eighth grader and both of my children will be in high school. And it's crazy how fast life goes. You know, they say in investing five years and 10 years really is not that long. It's it's actually pretty quick. And I agree with that. It is really quick, which is why we need to focus on the long term. Not a lot of the short term gyrations, a lot of the short term noise. The best investors from what I can tell, especially after reading Richer, Wiser, Happier, they tune it out. You know that your worst enemy is yourself. And it's always that battle against yourself and trying to question yourself, right? It was like Charlie Munger once said that when a sperm enters the egg, it closes the door behind it and nothing else can get in. And in many ways, the mind is the same way. When a good idea gets in your brain, we like to close the door and say, nope, that's it. That's the best idea ever. But we should always be challenging ourselves. And I think it was John Maynard Keynes, right, who had said that he proportions his beliefs to the evidence at hand or something of that nature. But what I wanted to tell to you is as I'm going to, well, I'm going to the Indy 500 on this weekend and then I'm going to Ireland on Memorial Day. So <laughs> it's crazy. It's This is a crazy week. I've cre- been creating some content. I did an interview with Jeremy from Dividend Stockpile. That will be coming out June 1st. And we talked about closed-end funds. If you're a beginner, really good, uh, really good episode. He shared a lot of knowledge. He shared some of his favorite closed-end fund picks and why they may be a good option for you and something that you should look at. So that'll come out June 1st when we're in Ireland on the Emerald Isle. Looking forward to it. The only thing, honestly, that I'm a little bit nervous about, and this is kind of like true to investing as in life, that we get nervous about things that we don't understand. And the best way that I've found that you can get rid of nervousness is because you don't understand something. You're doing something new. You're getting out of your comfort zone. Well, for this guy right here, my comfort zone is going to be driving a stick shift car from the passenger seat. If you're here in North America, we drive on the left side of the car, but it's on the right side of the car. And then they drive on the wrong side from where we drive. So it's going to be a challenge but I will get through it. I've gotten through many things and I too shall get through this. So the thing I'm telling you is that, and I don't know, you hear me struggling because I thought I shouldn't even say it, but I've struggled with the social media thing, not growing as fast as it would. Things have come easy to me in life. I've always excelled at almost everything I do. I'm always a cut above most people 
and I just grow and achieve things pretty easily. But in this world of social media, there's things I've put out that I thought were really good. And I've looked at other people's content, which they say you shouldn't do. And I think, you know, I did way better than that. And the world seems to disagree. So it's been a bit of of a learning experience in my life. But in all honesty, I think the main thing that I've learned is that A, we need to know what makes us happy. And I was thinking about it while I was in the shower. Hopefully that doesn't sound too weird. But dividends are not the answer. Dividends will not make you happy. Dividends are just part of an equation for happiness. And by that, I mean dividends will allow you time to make different decisions. To It'll give you more options. But dividends are just money coming in that you don't have to do anything more for. It's like my favorite quote by Warren Buffett said, if you don't find a way to make money while you sleep, you will work until you die. That is so very powerful. And that's something that really flipped the switch in my mind and said, oh, I really need to start saving and investing. And I need to figure out how to make money while I sleep. There's lots of different ways to do it. But I think to most people, dividend investing is probably the most accessible and the easiest to start right off the bat. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have to learn. But it's quite all right. And The whole thing I'm telling you is that I'm so thankful that I get to speak to you and that while this podcast, you know, some of the better episodes get 500 listens. That's it. I don't think I've ever shared that with you. 500 listens. I have one that's, I think, 600. And, you know, the average one's three, 400 or so. And it's crazy because I'll hear some podcasts say, You know, back when we weren't getting a lot of listens, like 40,000 per episode, it's like, oh, wow, we got a ways to go. But in all honesty, all of you that I've met, everybody that's messaged me on Twitter, everybody that I've interacted with on YouTube, all the friends I've met from Ryan to Harris to Kevin to Jeremy to my friend Derek, who I'm hopefully going to have a pint with in Ireland to European Dividend Growth Investor, and a slew of other people, and those I would like to meet, like Ian Lopik and J.J. Buckner. Uh, Those people, we're a big community, and we should be making each other better, sharing our information, and there's times that I feel guilty because I've done more trying to figure out how to grow on YouTube and putting more time into editing content to make it more hopefully enjoyable to listen to. But honestly, as I'm kind of reassessing everything, which is what we should always be doing in our lives, is constantly reassessing what we think and know to be true, because that's the true path from what I've read to being smart and great, is to challenge yourself and to find out if you're wrong. Because if you're wrong... You don't want to keep being wrong for years and years because you put blinders on and earplugs in your ears. Don't put earplugs in your ears. I won't be able to come in your ear holes then. You won't be able to hear me. But in all honesty, that's, I don't know. Those were just some, some random thoughts that I had for you. And man, I love you guys. I love you as I'm going to take a sip here and I'm going to leave this in. Contemplate that. 
They say that silence has power, but I don't know. In the world of shrinking attention spans, it seems like silence means people are going to click off of you and no longer listen. But we'll see. That's a different discussion and experiment for a different day. So just remember that. Uh, The last thing that I'll say is that Buddha had a great quote. And I completely don't remember if I told you this or not. I don't think I did. Buddha said, worrying does not take away to date. That's a good way to mess that up. See, I'm flawed. I'm a flawed human being. I'm leaving that in. You know, I don't know. Maybe it was a moment of vulnerability. I can't even speak now. Vulnerability and sharing with you that, you know, it, it's, it, has, it is upsetting not growing as fast as you would like. but Or that goes for anything. And the only reason we're not happy is because I did that. Now, somebody that feels they're the best crocheter in the world and they're not getting the respect, am I upset that I don't think I'm... Getting respect for being a crocheter? No, because I don't care. doesn't mean a thing to me. But because I wanted to grow in the dividend investing niche that I'm not growing as fast as I wanted to, that's all on me. So you see how you're your own worst enemy and you are the greatest impediment to your own happiness is what I've been learning. And Buddha says, worrying does not take away tomorrow's troubles. It takes away today's peace. And with that, I will move right into, well, before we get to news, I guess it's news. I had the debt ceiling shenanigans just to talk to you about. I'm not really caring at all about it. When, and yes, I suppose if the U.S. defaulted on their debt, that would affect potentially some of the quote-unquote risk-free rate investments like bonds and whatnot. But you know what? We've seen this before political grandstanding. I'm not wasting too much time on it. And this is just going to go into the pile of things I don't control and things I have no control over. I'm not going to give as much time to, but what I will give more time to is Target, right? Target has been the center of the, and I honestly haven't even really read too much into it. I saw that there is something with LGBTQ plus IA, if I don't know if I hit all those, whatever. You do you. That's what I say. I don't need to label you with an acronym. (laughs) And this goes back to my libertarian streak. Back around 2011, when the last debt ceiling thing was and the market dropped 20%, I wasn't investing. I was too busy arguing on YouTube and on social media with Republicans and Democrats um, because at that time I was really set in my libertarian ways and libertarianism was the be-all, end-all, and I couldn't believe that Republicans and Democrats didn't see it that way. But the point being, too bad I wasn't investing, and I was so worried about the debt ceiling and government and people's opinions of that. You see the, the, the theme there? Three of those things you have no control over, but investing, now that you have control over. You have control over where you put your money. And where I decided to put money, not to, well, depending on when you're listening to this, I have money transferring in. I could, I was going to buy a share of Target. I don't know exactly what's going on. Something about LGBTQ, people being themselves, doing what they want to do, and something about a Satanist. 
Now, I honestly don't believe in Satan, and I'm sorry if that offends some of you. I was raised religious, so to me, you know what? I I haven't looked into it, but unless we're seeing pentagrams inside of Target now, I I don't know. I was part of the Satan. <laughs> I was part of the Satanic Panic though in the '90s, and I remember our church boycotted Procter and Gamble because of their old logo. And they had to change that because the old man in the moon and there was some stars and I don't know what. But Satan was running Procter & Gamble apparently so we couldn't use their products anymore for a time. So these things come and go. These things happen. And I know that Target is still going to be around. They're still going to be okay. This may linger for a bit. But it this too will pass. And that is that. So... The debt ceiling shenanigans, it'll pass. Uh, companies being beaten down, that'll pass, usually. I guess Enron didn't, right? <laughs> but that's the thing. Think, I think happiness is going to be what you can control, and we can control what we invest in. And a little bit of news here, talking about investing. Just one little news blurb here, too. Scotiabank, ticker BNS, they bumped their dividend 2.9% higher. And check this out, Scotiabank, ticker BNS, Canadian bank, has paid uninterrupted dividends since 1833. That is a long time, and they have a yield of 6.48%. Looking interesting. Now, you know I invest in um, Toronto Dominion Bank, TD. I think they're going to raise their dividend soon. Bank of Montreal also raised their dividend 2.8%. And they, if you were impressed by good old Scotiabank, <laughs> Bank of Montreal has been paying an uninterrupted dividend. Oh, wait, maybe I read that wrong. It says they've been paying dividends every year. So I guess it is uninterrupted since 1829. Working on 200 years there, people. Because 29 minus 23 is 6. So we got about 6 more years to go until BMO hits 200 years of uninterrupted dividend payments. Talk about some compounding there. Jeez. And they have an A-plus credit rating, too. That's about it for the news there, at least as simply safe dividends is concerned. And then we can just segue here into a Barron's article. I'll put a link to it. I've been kind of bopping around Barron's, seeing what they got going on. I don't know why I did, but I signed up for a one month. Free, well, it's a one year free. Tr that doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a one year trial. You pay a dollar a week and they bill you at $4. So it's for four weeks at a time. And I'm in like week number two. Just thought I'd see that. Uh, because I need to be more educated. I want to share more ideas with you. And I, you know what? Twitter's great and all. And for all of you that know me from Twitter, I don't know. Sometimes it just doesn't do it for me. It's too much. And, and you see me get into it. I try and put like, what did I say? That not, not invest or, or delaying the compounding effect is like hitting the snooze button on your financial future. Hey, you know what? We do it, but those are just platitudes. Like, is that really going to change somebody's life? I don't know. 
I don't remember 99.9% of the things I've read on Twitter, even from great accounts like Naval Ravikant. When I read something, I was like, dude, that's deep. And right now, I don't, rem- I don't remember it. I really don't. <laughs> but if somebody gave you information and said, hey, uh, banks are getting beat up. BMO looks like a good investment because this, 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 and this, you should look into it. And then you look into it and you make an investment decision that ends up working out, well, now that actually had an impact on your life and changed your life instead of a feel-good platitude at that moment, if that makes sense. All right, so here we go. I'm going to get through these here kind of quick. This is a consolidation of all these stocks, 25 top companies to potentially invest in for the AI boom. Let's pause for a water break. Yeah, I know people like water break, dude. Hey, I'm a I'm a construction worker type guy. I'm a welder. I do what I want here. And if you don't like it, you just shut this podcast off right now with your fat fingers. Anyway, <laughs> that wasn't very Buddha like. Buddha wouldn't say that. How do we know Buddha wouldn't say that? Maybe Buddha had a bad day. Ooh, there you go. Buddha's bad day. Sounds like a kid's book. Twisted kid's book. Okay. Anyway, number one, alphabet. So ticker G-O-O-G-L, they have a clear advantage in the AI software market and early adoption of AI features across its software portfolios. They say that Alphabet's a strong contender. Number two, next we have Microsoft, ticker MSFT, with a 0.87% dividend yield. And similar to Alphabet, they have a clear advantage in the AI software market And they have integrated AI features across their products already like what Bing.com create. That's been an interesting one. You want to create some images, try Bing.com slash create. And that's an AI feature. And also Bard is an AI feature, right? Or no, that was Google. I'm sorry. I'm leading you astray. Microsoft is the chat GPT. That's what they did. They invested, what, 10 billion in it? 10 Bs? Number three, and they crushed earnings today, up like 27% after hours. NVIDIA, ticker NVDA, they have a 0.05% dividend yield, microscopic. And they are the leader in chips used to train large language models. They are well positioned to benefit from the growth of AI. Number four, we have Amazon, which provides, ticker AMZN, which provides comprehensive AI tools to their web services customers, and they should benefit from the increased demand for cloud computing services driven by the AI adoption. Number five, we got Meta. As Facebook's parent company, yes, just like Google is, or Alphabet is Google's parent company, Meta is Facebook's parent company, they increased their spending on generative, (laughs) let's say that word better, buddy, generative AI software to improve efficiency in advertising sales across their social networks. They make this, they say, an attractive investment. Should have bought them when they were under 100 bucks. Oh, well. Adobe, ticker ADBI, they have generative AI content creation tools, and they're already demonstrating the potential in the AI space. Oracle, ticker ORCL, at number seven, they're a 1.63% dividend yield. 
and they have competitive advantages in capturing the next wave of cloud workload growth driven by... <laughs> that didn't flow well. You can tell I'm reading. But it, hey, give me some credit. At least I'm not reading like with competitive advantages in capturing the next wave of cloud <laughs> No, with competitive advantages in capturing the next wave of cloud workload growth driven by AI and machine learning, Oracle's cloud computing platform, they say, holds promise. That's better, right? Yeah, I'm reading, but it's a little more entertaining. What, do you think I memorized all this? I wouldn't be doing this podcast if I could just remember all that. Maybe someday, but that day's not today. Number eight, advanced micro devices and Micron. So AMD, ticker AMD, advanced micro devices, and Micron, ticker MU. Micron does pay a dividend of 0.69%. They say those chip makers are expected to benefit from the growing demand for AI-related technologies. I like this space, number 9 and 10 here. Uh, Digital Realty Trust, the ticker DLR, has a 5.64% dividend yield. And Equinix, ticker EQIX, with a 2.02% yield. They're both data center operators, and they stand to gain from the increased data processing needs of the AI applications. Definitely like Digital Realty Trust. A little bit of debt, though. (laughs) Actually, a a lot of debt that they have. So that's one thing to... Be considerate of. 10 is CrowdStrike and Sentinel-1. CrowdStrike, CRWD, and Sentinel-1, ticker S. They are security software stocks, and they're likely to see increased demand as AI becomes more prevalent. Then we have Sorrents, ticker CRNC. Almost reminds me of Cerise, the song by Ghost. Great song by Ghost. Love Cerise. Uh, Sorens, ticker CRNC, no dividend. They're a voice assist product manufacturer used in cars. Interesting, you might want to look into them. Vicor, number 12, Vicor, ticker VICR, and Monolithic Power, ticker MPWR, which Monolithic Power is a 0.96% dividend yield. Those are power management plays. 13, Marvell Technology, ticker MRVL, 0.52% dividend yield. And Credo Technology Group, ticker CRDO, those are both networking chip plays. The big one here, 14, Taiwan Semiconductor, ticker TSM, 1.61% yield. That's the one that Buffett and Berkshire cut, exited, not that they don't love the company, they say it's strong company, probably the best manufacturer of chips in the world but yeah it says a practical foundry for manufacturing advanced chips such as ai accelerators and it's just all geopolitical concerns over there if china's going to eventually invade kicking off world war three what's that gonna look like so if you're not if you think things are gonna work out fine might might work out well for you then we have some electronic design and electronic design automation tools, Cadence Design Systems, ticker CDNS, and Synopsis, ticker SNPS. And we're rounding the corner here. We got Arista Networks, ticker ANET. They're a primary beneficiary in the networking sector due to their strong position with large cloud players. 
Cogenex, ticker CGNX, they do pay a dividend, 0.54%. Most of these tech companies, unless you're one of the REITs, they're not going to have very big dividend yields. Cogenex is a world leader in machine vision technology. And then they have a couple random randos here, like social media platforms saying that the trend of AI-driven brainstorming and powerful editing tools is likely to benefit the social networks. And then the app and direct traffic, which is going to expected to increase and it could have implications for publishers and companies like Taboola, ticker TBLA, and Outbrain, ticker OB. Those are some cheap stocks. I, I didn't look into them, but by cheap, I mean price, like $4 or $6 or something. They're, they're under $10, I believe. So I guess those would be your AI plays for uh, being that. Well, we made it, and I've got, I'd love to know what you're doing. Who are you? Who who are you? You can send me an email, russ at dapperdividends.com, or you can pop on Twitter, find me at RustyRam78. There's a link below, and let me know. I really would like to hear what you're doing. What are you buying? What are you looking at? Let's talk about it. I love meeting all the people in the community, so hey, also, we didn't even talk about my video I just dropped today. I'll have a link in the description for that. It is the three chop, <laughs> three chop stocks for the month of June. No, it's the three cheap stocks. And I think you should consider them. Take a look. At least put them on your radar and know about them. So do yourself a favor. Click that video. See if they might be of interest to you. And I do really appreciate you letting me talk at you. And I don't know. I guess kind of tune it down from 11 for a little bit and um, be a little bit real with you. So I appreciate that and I hope that you will listen on June 1st to the wonderful interview on closed end funds that I had with Jeremy from Dividend Stockpile. Enjoy the rest of your week and holiday here if you're in the United States. I will talk to you later. Mm -hmm.